Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast on our website at forcefanpodcast.com and on your favorite podcast app. All right, Rex. What's so important that you brought us all the way back here? Hello, Master. It's been a while. Inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Fans of the Force Podcast. Thanks for listening, Star Wars fans. It's time for another exciting episode of Fans of the Force Podcast. But before we get started, we'd like to just offer our respect for Gary Kurtz, the um, legend of Star Wars, one of the absolute... um, Gosh, uh, fundamental people in the early history of Star Wars. Uh, He passed away at the age of 78, and we would just like to pay our respects. And, um, yeah, I I think a a lot of the Star Wars community feels that loss, and we just want to take a moment and pay our respect and, and our love and show some admiration to Gary Kurtz, who's no longer with us. Gary, may the Force be with you, always. And now it's time for Fans of the Force podcast. (laughs) I'm John Frederick. We've been away for a while, but here we are back in action. And I'm joined once again with my good friends, Adrian and Cat Ray. How's it going, everybody? Hey, guys. As we left off last episode, we are in the midst of a, a character study for Maul celebration of uh, his reappearance into the cinematic mythos of Star Wars, but but we yes. wanted to sink our teeth into the character a little deeper to help bridge that gap for people who only maybe know him from his appearances in The Phantom Menace and, spoil alert, in Solo as well. Wait, he's in Solo? <laughs> what? Don't ruin it. This that comes at the end of this podcast. Toward the end, it, it's on Blu-ray tomorrow. You couldn't have waited until tomorrow. <laughs> you are no. We're probably not going to release this for a couple days, so I think we're safe. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be the first. Whoa! Actually, you're probably on my ex-wife's team right now. Oh. Damn. Okay, that's a that's a, that's, a, that's a different Zing. podcast, friend. Uh, yeah, that was an awkward moment, man. Whoa. <laughs> Strangely, uh, but, I want to know more. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, she's, we're not we're not fans of each other, but anyway, <laughs> um, it's all good now. It's been years. Yeah, um, a while. We both moved on, and uh, we were we were last episode talking about uh, Maul's appearances in Clone Wars. And we got pretty yes. in-depth into that. And um, I think we all agreed that although it it was kind of strange to see him evolve from a spider person to a chicken leg guy and, and finally into regular humanoid type robot legs, um, the character of Maul... Um, 
obviously the story's not over and it was it's it's kind of fun that they brought this guy back who we all thought was long xed off um, and now we are in this episode adrian what are we talking about today so we're past the Clone Wars uh, stuff because he was only in six episodes, which is really strange because, you know, it just feels like it should be a lot more than that, but it isn't. It does feel like more, yeah. But, but a lot happens in those six episodes, so. Right. A lot did happen in those six episodes, and yeah, so we're past that and we're into the, I don't want to call it a comic sequel based on unproduced episodes of the Clone Wars. We're all... Nice, co- nicely collected into a volume called uh, Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir, which, spoiler alert, would have made excellent Clone Wars episodes because they are yeah. totally epic. There's some stuff in yes. here that I'm. It's it's in some alternate reality they got produced, and they're fan favorite episodes. I think. <laughs> I think they would be. I mean, the fact that they they took these scripts and turn them into a comic we're pretty lucky um but yeah i think if they'd been episodes they definitely would have rivaled the lawless mm-hmm. um in terms of story and battles and just kind of the emotional toll that that they take yeah um, certainly not for the faint of heart and definitely again kind of in a more adult vein than than some of the Clone Wars episodes. Right, yeah. An emotional toll that transitions beautifully to where we find him in Rebels. That's getting a little bit ahead, but... Yes. But I think it's worth mentioning now that where we end this mm-hmm. this little arc here, uh, it's just, it's perfect. Obviously, there's more to it with... That I- Go ahead. Well, I'm going to say this puts a question in my brain that I'm going to have to remember to ask when we get to the end of this segment um, <laughs> to see how you guys feel or are thinking. Before we before we move on, though, I got to ask, John. Yeah. What's, what's your beef with Maul's legs, man? <laughs> you know, I, I just think... What's your beef, you know, the man? The spider thing was pretty terrible. What they the were doing to you. The chicken leg thing was... Was huh? pretty terrible, and um, <laughs> you know when they when they gave him robot legs in the Clone Wars, it it got better, you know, than the chicken legs were, or raptor legs or whatever you want to call them. Um, Grievous legs, yeah, General Grievous legs, yep. Um, and um, I I don't know, I just and then in 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 the movie, well, we'll get to it, we'll get to that part. Um, it just not handled the way that aesthetically they haven't done it in a way that 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 works for me personal so it's all personal taste that's all hashtag Fair. leave the legs alone <laughs> i'm not a well, leg there, guy what can i say hey i'm just not a leg guy <laughs> but um nice yeah <laughs> So should we just like dive into issue one? How are we gonna? How do? You, uh, yes. Are we gonna no, do this? I think so, we yes. should just no, kind I... of dive dive right in and kind of take a look at everything. Um, you know, when we left off in the Clone Wars, Sidious defeats Maul, and he's you know goes on to say that 
you know, my plans for you aren't done. But in the context of the Clone Wars series, that's the last we saw of Maul. And if you weren't reading the comics, you might not know, you know, if you just if you just watch the shows, you wouldn't necessarily know how Maul kind of transitions. And Son of Dathomir, the the compendium of these four issues, um, I guess opens after he's been defeated by Sidious because now Maul is his prisoner. It's, it's worth noting. And um, it's worth noting that, yeah, the last time we, we saw him, right? Sidious kind of just like wrecked everything. Had his way with him. him. Yeah. 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 But Sidious personally took the time to do that. Yeah. So it's for yeah. and he's so personally the Darth, taking the time to Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for the Darth to like actually get his hands dirty just shows how much of a you know threat like he mentions it in the episode, but I think just really think about how much of a threat and how much power Maul actually has for cities himself to get involved in the matter. Yeah, that, that raises a good point. I mean it's it's you know, it's not often we see the Emperor himself um coming out of the woodworks and and handling anything he's got an army that can do that for him so when he does take the time there's obviously a big reason you know and and maul uh whatever his his power whatever his um whatever he's learned from palpatine is a big enough threat to palpatine that he wanted to make sure that he personally pays attention to this situation. So, um, which says a lot, because that guy don't like to do the dirty work. And of course, I mean, Palatine being who he is, he makes these, he, he life throws him these, these mall lemons, and he makes some mall lemonade with them, as we see throughout the Absolutely. these four issues. And, and I think we mentioned <laughs> off the air um, that this is originally a Dark Horse story. Yes, uh, that were, you were saying it was was it written episodes that never got created? Is that yes. the backstory on this? So these were episodes that were written. They were planned for the Clone Wars. Obviously, that didn't happen. They got canceled. Uh, so the stories got told via comic. So these were based on scripts. I don't know if each issue was an episode. I don't know if there was some moving around there, but my understanding as of now is that yes. Unproduced Clone Wars episodes produce in a different medium. And these are the only Dark Horse comics that we know of that are official canon. Is that also correct? I, I think any non-Marvel Star Wars stories that are still uh, canon, yes. Okay. Which Catray mentioned, too, that uh, her her uh, her copies of the issues uh, have a Marvel stamp on them. Which I think makes me think that they got yes. reprinted with Marvel on them. Yes. The internet tells me that it was reprinted by Marvel in 2017. Well, so there we go. That just con- confirms its importance in, in the history of Star Wars. That if, you know, it was published once by a different publisher and then the rights got picked up by Disney slash Marvel. And Marvel says, oh yeah, we want to make sure that our logo is printed on these two uh, because it's that important. <laughs> it survived the purge. It's awesome. Yeah, it survived the purge. Yeah. <laughs> the EU purge. The EU purge. The EU order 66. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Star Wars jokes, people. <laughs> Only insiders laugh at that. <laughs> so, so these are these are these are really important epi- uh, issues of the comic series that should have been TV episodes, and this is the only way that we're going to see this part of the story told. So, we've taken the opportunity to read all these comics, or, or like I did, cheat and and watch them on YouTube with voice acting and sound <laughs> effects and all that fun stuff. Um, but um, <laughs> you're right; it's it's a cool it's a cool little arc. Very, and I I like that we get Maul meeting Dooku, finally, who's, you know, his replacement, so obviously no love lost there, but really Maul is kind of stuck of being, he's a pawn again, you know, he'd kind of, in those last three Clone Wars episodes, he had taken, in a sense, he'd kind of taken control of his destiny, um or so he thought, and now he's back to being a pawn for Sidious, who is intent on using him to destroy Mother Talzin. Freaky witch lady. The the witches of Dathomir. So uh, this this is, this is a while, like a long while after uh, they pretty much just decimated a, the Night Sisters and Mother Talzin on uh was that I forget which season I think it was season four right where they invaded and we had all those uh, Walking Dead style zombies yeah fighting the battle yeah, droids yes yes so Mother Talzin went down during that like your physical form anyway mm-hmm. it's it's been yeah. a while yes okay. Yes, yeah, no, her, I think her physical form is destroyed, but there's either enough residual magic or something on Dathomir that she's not, her spirit is still around. And her essence is, still has um, some lasting ability. A uh, quick note, uh, we're thinking about doing a, a Halloween special this year. Just while we're talking about that kind of freaky Ooh, imagery. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Let us know if you guys think that's a good idea or not. Uh, and if it is, what you guys would like to see, potentially, on that episode. We have some ideas, but obviously we'd love to get uh, y'all's input. I love Halloween, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Big fan. Yeah, best holiday, bro. Sorry, Chris- yeah. Sorry Christmas. Well, I go with Thanksgiving as my favorite holiday, but ooh, we'll get into that later. That's later. So, so this comic opens with Maul in the custody of of Sidious, and um, and Dooku comes in, and so there's a meeting of Sidious with his former apprentice and his current apprentice, and um, and and that's just kind of a cool moment having the three of them in the same room at one time it's just that's a lot of evil right there it is it's <laughs> a whole lot and of they dark definitely side. no love lost that's for sure and i'm just 
I'm I have the book open as we're talking about this, and there's just me too. No, the some of the sass that Darth Maul has, even though he's all like chained up and being tortured by Sidious and Dooku. I mean, he he meets Dooku and he's like, I expected more. <laughs> <laughs> how very how very Kenobi of him. Yes, I know it's shades of Kenobi. Uh, very much. They seem to have rubbed off on each other. You could say they're two sides of the same coin. Same coin, yes, what? as we talked about last week. What? So what? But what are your the- what are your thoughts on you know as Darth Maul's being held or Maul is being held there? And uh yeah, of course I'm gonna comment on the leg situation. How about the cargo pants? Are those the cool Star Wars cargo pants. Gotta have, wearing them. gotta have, gotta have pockets. Space pockets are important. <laughs> Dude, cargo pants are convenient and comfortable. Right, true. Okay, true here's my here's my honest opinion. Those are cargo shorts, by the way, which are even Was better. Was this drawn are, by right. a man? Was this drawn by a man? Pencil. Uh, well, yeah. So John Frigiri. Inks, Mauro Vargas, Colors, West Zoba. So I'm going to say Sounds those, like a sausage those all party. come. One more. Uh, they all come across <laughs> as male names, and I, but if it, if it, if they are all men, they probably didn't necessarily about care about the fashion. Probably. Maybe. Or maybe they anyway. just know that cargo shorts are an underrated clothing item that are so much better and deserve a lot more respect than they currently get. You know what? I, this is totally... I wear them all the time. I mean, that's my go-to short style is the cargo shorts. <laughs> Me too. So, I mean, I'm not, this... I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, this is what do you totally think about, off... about it on robot legs mall there? Well, I just, this is getting totally off topic, but it he's is. got robot legs. Why does he need pants at all? Hello. <laughs> Hey, hey! Because his robot legs don't have pockets. We've established this. <laughs> all right, all right. See that? I mean that. Yes, that would be a fair point right there. And, he, he's and wearing pants for pockets. Come to on, carry stuff. Come on. A lot of a lot of that. So that that concept art you shared today, cat. Uh, I think it was cat that showed yes. like all those alternative yes. mall designs for Solo. The ones yeah. where he wasn't wearing pants. That was just like pure like robot. That that was way too Terminator for me. Okay, it's like you yeah, have meat, meat, meat. Then all well, of a sudden, that's... Terminator. I'm like, where's his pants? Give the guy some pants. He's not a robot. Plus, in the new Batman uh, comic, there's full frontal nudity. Um, <laughs> so you see the you see the Which... full batarang. Do we need yeah. to see all all of y'all mall? You know what I'm saying? Well, but... Robo. <laughs> r- no, Robo no, is that? no, no, just no, don't. I mean, if guys are designing don't, it, they're thinking don't, about No, don't. John, no. I think Kat's trying to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to go there. Uh, yeah, I, um, and and just, to, just a final little pin in this. Anakin wore a glove, which is like pants for a hand. So. <laughs> no. No, you're wrong. No, I'm right. Get out of here with these bad takes. 
Um, They're hot takes and you know them. But anyway, moving on. You're stone cold dead. Um, (laughs) So anyway, after the SAS meeting, meeting. Sidious and and Dooku are walking out. And Dooku's like, the heck is he still doing here, right? And Sidious is like, you know, we're going to use him as a tool to get Talzin. And he's, he's like, Talzin's dead, dude. Maul, or uh, Grievous killed him. And um, the Emperor says, well, just the fact that Maul is alive means that Talzin is also alive. Yeah, so basically what this issue does, right, it establishes that Talzin's still a threat. Yeah, we get a, a slight hint at Maul's uh, background as a child. Yeah. yeah. And then we get a little more info on the whole Shadow Collective thing. Um, the huts are gone. So it's now, now it's just the pikes and black sun. Yeah. So a nice little exposition there. And yes. then pretty much. All right. We got all the ex- exposition out of the way. Here's uh here's an escape plan. Here's, pff, here's, here's the action we all want from this episode just to kind of get the greater story moving. So this whole first issue was just kind of setting a context. It's like a, it's like a prologue almost to the next three, just cause. It just gets the ball moving again, yeah. right? I mean, I think it's I think it's interesting. You know, we're we're still close, obviously, after the last Clone Wars episode. So you have the Death Watch Mandalorians that are still loyal to Maul because they rescue him from right. the Stygian prison, and we get our first introduction to Gar Saxon. Who yes. is what is the lead rescuer here? Who will then become important? I was gonna ask that. That, later that on. is that is Gar Saxon. It was, it's not just like a, I'm pretty sure it is a, a, like a clan, like Saxon. a clan name or something. Yeah, I'm. That's not a relative. I, it's him. I am pretty sure. I say this. Um, I am pretty sure that it is. Gar Saxon and not another one. Well, I'm totally okay with it if it, if it is him. I'm trying to see. Yeah, y'all got the comic in front of you. You can just look. Well, he yeah. just calls him Saxon, I mean, though. It just says Saxon, but I think, I think when we see him again in Rebels, it's implied Wikipedia, that he... Wikipedia says Sidious is followed by Gar Saxon. Yeah, and I think. Rook Cast. Two of Maul's so. Death Watch followers. Chakalaka. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Wikipedia. So, yeah, that's Gar Saxon. Yeah, who comes back. And they rescue Maul, but it's all really part of this bigger plan, of course, because Sidious has plans upon plans upon plans. So many plans. All the plans. So many plans. And it ends with a big fight, except then Grievous ends up defeating the Mandalorians and Maul, and they have to flee again. So. Oh, you're okay. So you're in issue two now. Oh, sorry. Well, kind of at the end of one. End of I one? Guess. 
Wait, are you? We do get to see we get to get get to see Maul fight Grievous, which yeah. is kind of exciting. And that's and that is toward the end of of volume one. I I have the full collection. It doesn't tell me where the where the break is. Where the break oh, is? Where the break is? Okay, I, I yeah, I thought I thought issue one ended with a with the escape. Never mind. I could. I'm probably wrong. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. No, I think I think issue one ends with his escape. In any case, it doesn't really necessarily matter because. Um, they fight, but Maul is, his forces suffer. And so, again, all part of <laughs> Sidious's great plan to, I don't know. Great planning in. leads to great success. Yeah. Unless you're Maul. Yeah. Part of Sidious's plan to to draw out Mother Talzin. Um, I mean, the, the, so. it, Maul, Maul is great at planning. Like, he's, he's a great tactician, but he never, ever gets his way. Right? We've established that. No matter how hard <laughs> he tries, he always loses. And I love this comic because City is straight up just the... Uh, brings it... He, like, just rubs it in. Like, there's that line where he pretty much says, yeah, you never seem to win this, dude. Get the trend. Force is trying to tell you something. <laughs> Ouch. The truth hurts. Revenge um, is a dangerous game. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. One you never seem I mean, to win. Ouch. Yeah. Story of Maul's it, life. It certainly, it certainly helps set up why Maul has no lost love for the Sith in... Rebels. I mean, if you if you hadn't read the comic, which I don't think I had between watching Clone Wars and Rebels, is like, you know, at the end of Clone Wars, you can see why Maul wouldn't really like Sidious, but this just really compounds that <laughs> with interest um, of as to why Maul is so keen on basically killing all the force users. I mean, he's not a Jedi fan. He still hates Obi-Wan Kenobi, but he also wants to see the end of the Sith as well, given how he's been treated, treated by Sidious and Dooku. Well, basically that's a, uh, that's just the two sides that wronged him, right? The Sith and the Jedi. And he kind of just wants to rule over the rest. All of them. Yeah. We even get that line, like, the whole join me and together we can rule the galaxy type of spiel uh, twice in this. Maul to Dooku when he's tempting him to join him. And then Mother Tao's in with Maul. It's like, everyone just wants to rule the galaxy, man. But we never never get a why (laughs) do they want to rule the galaxy. And that brings up something that we also talked about. Uh, before we started recording this podcast, there's a a little bit of a continuity issue <laughs> with in regards to um, um, Sidious's apprentice, isn't there? I I just pointed out that uh, 
when Dooku walks into the chamber where they're holding Maul, Sidious refers to him okay. as Count Dooku. And then I'm like, ah, when are we called him Dooku and not Lord Tyrannus or Darth Tyrannus or something? You know, I, I think oh, yeah. I, I, oh. I I think that would have rubbed it in a little bit more just because, uh, yes, my apprentice, Darth Tyrannus, Lord Tyrannus. Right. Whereas before it was Lord Maul or Darth Maul, right? Right. I think I think it was well, a little, it could have been a little more salt to the wound, but I wouldn't. I don't think it's a continuity thing. It's just, it's a taste thing, like the legs thing with you. Well, and I wonder, you know, <laughs> they kind of like you know when we're referring to the emperor, kind of as his evil, evil self, um, soon to be emperor, you know, as Darth Sidious. I mean, I kind of think it's the same way. Like, who's Maul gonna tell that Count Dooku is? You know, he's already left the Jedi. Who would believe Maul even if he did go ahead and tell someone? You know, they don't... I guess I would say that that speaks more to the fact that they don't feel that they need to hide themselves necessarily. At the the same time, um, he doesn't call Anakin Anakin after he names him Lord Vader. So what does that matter if he calls him Anakin or not? So... Well, think well of it, that's a whole different. We could get into that. Let's not get into that. That's a whole no, different no, 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 no. Because no, there's definitely a there's there's something that goes on there with the switch. Re- remember, from Anakin to Darth Vader. So, du- Dooku, but that's not really. Hold on, just real quick. Du- Dooku is the face of the of the Confederacy. He's he's the leader. He's the Chancellor of the of the of the Separatists. Not Darth Tyrannus, Count Dooku. So it's it's it, it 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 goes in line with the whole Vader Anakin thing, where it's two distinct personalities, almost two distinct entities. It's a little bit more literal when it comes to Vader and Anakin, but there isn't distinction between the two uh, names, so to speak, if that makes sense. Okay, how about that? Don't... Let's press on. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So Maul being defeated, poor guy. Uh, <laughs> again, um, again, again. And I mean this, this, this Zabrak can't get a break. Zabrak can get a break. Yeah, he's like I mean, the. So he can. He's like the he black knight from con- Monty Python. You know, he's like he, yeah. right. It's just just a flesh wound. only a flesh wound. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So Bloody I mean, hell, so he I go- cut you in half. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes back and consolidates his power again. Um, even though he's just been defeated, he gets the again. pikes and the black sun and the Mandalorians and the Knight Brothers. Now, you know, right? He's yeah. Recruited. He, so he has a he has a so power with Talzin. Yes. Was that yeah. is that like a force ghost thing or I don't think she no. died per se. She she kind of pulled like okay. a Voldemort, you know? Where her, her essence still existed, just her physical body. I don't, I don't want to say like Horcrux or whatever, like like in Harry Potter straight up, but right. She was using Maul as a vessel, so But I mean, she comes to Maul as like a force ghost type thing though. Yeah. That's not her physically there. She's like 
It's her spirit. Draped in smoke and all that. Using stuff. freaky dark side magics, with, magics with a with K. green stuff, right? So, yeah. But it's it's clearly her, essence-wise. Mm-hmm. And it's her manipulating the situation and... and, and or uh, trying to. Yeah, 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 maybe not manipulating, but it's it's her um, conversing with Maul and trying to... Um, to let her will guide Maul. Is that fair to say? Totally. Yes. I mean, she talk about weird and relationship. I mean, I think at, at at this point, I mean, I think you can see that you know he she's maybe like the one authority figure he has now that means something to him. I mean, everyone else, everyone else, you know, Sidious left him for dead. Um, and so this is kind of like his one connection, I guess, to his birthplace. I mean, she calls him my beloved son. I don't know if we know that she's actually his mother. Uh, um, or if it's like a med- did we talk about this the last episode? I can't. Remember. We did, yeah. I think with Ventress how that no? came down. Wasn't it with Ventress? We were trying to Maul straight up her son. They she says that later on. She says the uh, Sidious uh, took him from her to train him as a Sith. Yeah. Even Duke, yeah. who's like your son, like what? But let's Although, talk. But let's talk about the relationship for a bit there, because what what is it with Force users with their parents? Just, like yeah. everybody's got a must messed up relationship. Like, hey, I love you, but I'm gonna use you to get power. Okay. Hey, I love you. I care about you. Hey, go leave this armory for me. Hope you don't die. Oh, hey, you did a good job. Now let me come like possess your body so I can like pop out later in a dramatic fashion. Like this is a pretty messed up relationship, you know, just like talking about it now that in itself is, I don't know. It just, I had, I hadn't really thought about that. She, she, she talks to him. She's tender with him. And you know, he, he, he comes up as an abused kid when he's with her. Just trying to please her, like guide me and this and that, but she's just using him like yeah. everyone else has used them. It's definitely an emotionally complicated relationship. Like he seems, it almost comes across, yeah, like he's trying to please her and maybe craves her acceptance slash approval. Um, it also sets up emotionally for what happens later at the end of the comic. Um, but yeah, I would say it's none of Maul's relationships are healthy ones by any, and, any means. And Maul did the same thing, um, yeah. To and this Savage. is just one in a long line. Yes. Same damn thing. Hey, yeah, we're brothers. I love you. I'm a freaking use you. You're a tool. Yeah. You're a tool I love. Yeah. Terrible cycle. Very, very terrible cycle. It's toxic. 
again, I feel bad for him. Like, this is all he's kind of known. And, it, you know, he keeps making these terrible decisions based on on the fact that that's what he's known and that's kind of all he knows. Cool shot of the Knight brothers descending the ramp and how they're all have <laughs> varying tattoos and, and mm-hmm. slightly similar colors, similar dress and yeah, different colors and, and all that stuff. But the Knight brothers managed to get a drop on Dooku even while everything else is kind of going to hell for the Mandalorians and the Black Sun and yeah. the everything else. Um, so they managed, or actually in a great scene, Maul manages to take down Grievous um, and shut off all the droids. <laughs> and that would have been really cool to see on the screen. All these, yeah. like everybody fighting one another, um, <laughs> that would have made for some pretty epic, um, Grievous some pretty escaping epic on-screen battles. But Grievous in, at the end of the day, awesome thing. Yes, but at the end of the day, we get. The reversal, basically, from the first issue, the end of the second issue, where now Maul has turned, supposedly, it appears, Maul has turned things around, and he's captured both Grievous and Dooku. Yeah. As a turnaround from the last episode, and that leads to this moment that, Adrian, I think you brought up earlier, where Maul speaks with Mother Talzin again, and she says... You know, you have done well, my son. Together we will have our revenge, which is kind of more of this twisting, you know, kind of abusing abusing their relationship um, and twisting Maul to work for, you know, her purpose and what she's trying to accomplish. These Darksiders need a new hobby, man. Right? Swear to God. Tell you me. guys ever consider stamp collecting? <laughs> I mean, Tophier, I mean, it's all. Join me and we'll rule the galaxy together with you guys. I mean, learn a new tune, why don't you? Dang. <laughs> I mean, that's not even rule the galaxy. That's just like, we're going to have our revenge, which I mean, we also know that they love, so. I know she, she, she <laughs> wants to rule the galaxy. She, she she's in it for the whole for the whole pot. <laughs> she's in it for the whole pot. This they mention it somewhere in there. She's part of her another monologue. These dark siders and their monologues. Well, in any case, yeah. It's just now that brings to mind tears for fears. Every yeah. <laughs> rule the world. Anyway, everybody wants to rule the galaxy. I guess. Again, why? But okay. <laughs> so then now, now Sidious is backed into a bit of a corner with his two generals captured. So what does he do? He goes uh, as Senator Palpatine, Chancellor. He goes in uh, Chancellor. Thank you. 
uh, he goes and tells the Jedi, oh my goodness, all this is going on. <laughs> However, could this possibly be? Right, yeah. Lol. <laughs> I'm amazed. How could this have happened? Yeah. Don't understand. That was a good setup. I mean... Well, it is a good setup because we're going to get another awesome battle. Um, and a final, final, not quite final, penultimate uh, confrontation between Kenobi and Maul. Um after the lawless and after Maul has killed Satine. Um, it's a bit so. under underwhelming, I think for this being their last confrontation before rebels, unless, unless something new come, pops up. Cause in, <laughs> yeah. Cause in this, I mean, Maul and Kenobi don't even fight each other. It's a, uh, master Tipley and a- Kenobi are fighting Dooku. Maul and and Windu are fighting each other. Yeah, yeah, they don't actually cross swords in this issue. I mean, we get this, we get this showdown where the Jedi are hunting Maul and Dooku, and Dooku agrees to work with Maul. Is persuaded to work with Maul. "Quote unquote," um, persuaded. It's persuade. Yeah, it's all part of the long con on Sidious's part. Um... So, don't worry, Kenobi. We'll be seeing each other again soon enough. Is that really yeah, it? Yeah, as he runs off. Is that really it? Like, yeah, I, until that's like 20, really it. 20 years later? Yeah, and 20 years later. Um, I know, I did kind of have to laugh at that part as, you know, Maul is running back with, <laughs> with Dooku and they're getting on their gauntlet fighter and... He's like, yeah, we'll be seeing each other soon enough. And yes, 20 years later. But yes, that's literally the last. They're parting words to each other. Um, You know, Kenobi's yelling for their capture. And Maul's all, we'll see each other soon. Except not actually. <laughs> we'll see. I, I like the I like the tears in Kenobi's eyes uh, when Tipley goes out. You know, you got Duke who just yeah, hamming man. it up. He's like, come here, little Jedi. Yeah. I got something to show you. Then he just stabs her. Yeah. That was that was that was malicious and the the tears are a nice touch. I wish you got more more of that in the actual uh Clone Wars, actually in the actual show. I think a lot of these emotional moments were undercut a bit by the actual uh I don't know. Was it, was it the animation? Maybe because he in the show he, he didn't even try. He didn't even cry with when Satine went out. He just looked kind of sad right. for a bit. Whereas here, these panels. I mean, you you got all these full range of emotions. Just... Now wait a minute. Hmm? I have to say that you guys were not paying enough attention in that scene in the Lawless after Satine dies because if you go back and rewatch it. He's not, maybe not crying, but there's a gesture where he brings Satine's hand to his mouth and kisses her hand before he lets her go. Don't tell me that that's not like an emotional. 
No, but I'm, well I'm talking animated detail. I'm talking about the actual. He was trying to get the ring off her finger. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm talking about the actual expressions, though. I mean, the, and that that panel of Kenobi screaming, "Master Tiffley," you just don't get that kind of range in the Clone Wars show. The show is beautiful, but you just can't get that kind of detail. There's there's no the level of detail that this comic series has. <laughs> It's nowhere to be found in, in the Clone Wars. And that's just one of the that's a whole that's a different conversation. Animation versus, you know, drawing or comics, what have you. Yeah. yeah, comics. But seeing this Clone Wars story, this very, very much Clone Wars story in this format, you you know they took advantage of 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 the of the format. I'm saying format a lot, but they took advantage of it. They made it more violent, they made it more um more edgy, more gnarly than they probably could have on the actual show. I mean, Grievous has blood on his on his pincer hands when he's escaping. Like he went on full on Wolverine on his escape. Just stuff like that. He, the level of energy and intensity, I think, is a little little higher. Well, yeah. Well, you know, you you don't have to aim for a Disney audience. You know what I mean? Mm. You can you can have some more mature um, graphic moments in something like this because yeah you're you're probably not going to catch the uh, the after school grade schoolers with this comic you know this is for... <laughs> mm, I don't know you ever go to your library and those no they're definitely little kids reading this uh- <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but there's more little kids watching Clone Wars on TV than there are in the library thumbing through comics. <laughs> Reading book. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Uh, I mean, it's a right? fact. I mean, yeah. mo- more more people watch TV than, than read comics, you know? And you know what's even sadder? There are more kids playing Fortnite than there are kids watching Clone Wars. That is sad. It's very sad. I agree. I don't even know what Fortnite is. Uh, it's um, pretty cool. You're it's a good a pretty parent. Cool game, but it, it's pretty. <laughs> it's a pretty simple game, but it's a pretty. My cool kids game. are four. I should. Yeah, I should. yeah they're not ready. Yeah, they I should hope. Yeah. My boss's son is six, and he's hooked on Fortnite. So. Six. Wow. That's young. Maybe seven. Anyway, you're, you're going to cross that bridge soon, Ked, if my boss's kids are... Uh, Keep your kids in the library reading comics. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So then what's kind of interesting, or I thought was kind of interesting, that I had forgotten about because, I mean, I reread the comic for this episode, but I had read it previously um, after... Finishing the Clone Wars at some point because I thought it would be cool to read. Um, and I'd forgotten about the fact that in the comic, we kind of see the the disillusion of the, the Shadow Collective or whatever they're calling themselves um, because they basically disavow... They disavow Maul. They're like, "Now nah, we're done." Well, yeah, he keeps losing. The, the 
Yeah, you can <laughs> keep losing. We're done with this. Um, but I had I had forgotten about that. <laughs> he just initially, gets abandoned, which is it's kind of interesting in the context of Solo because you know once again he's kind of set up this criminal empire, but he actually. I guess loses a little bit of it here or, you know, he's got work to do, I guess. Well, you could when say. it's all said and done in this, in this arc, it, it, he loses pretty much everything, his mom, his power. So that brings us to <clears throat> the conclusion of this, um, son of Dathomir comic. And now all the, the Jedi are around and, um, you know, Maul is uh, is losing his um, his power. You know, and um, you know all the all his his guys are abandoning him, and um, you know he's here. He is just fighting everybody, grievous again. He's just he's just fighting everybody that comes hey, around. Everybody's fighting. Come here, Dooku. I'm a fight I'm you. I'm a fight you. I'm a fight you. Come everybody here, gets to I'm fight, a fight you. you. Well, I mean, I think it's just like Maul is so desperate, and you know. And then he gets then he gets his mommy to fight his big battle. His mommy, <laughs> mommy, mommy. Well, big bad Sith Lord's hurting me, mommy. It. No, I, I mean, obviously, that's very tongue-in-cheek, to put it that way, you know. But but Mother Talzin becomes a physical force and goes up against... It's it's Maul and Talzin I mean, she... versus Sidious and, and Tyrannus. Yeah. Grievous, of and course, just... runs off somewhere. Right. Um... For just, the moment. For the moment, yeah. Right. Conveniently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Until dot, dot, dot. In dot, 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 he comes back. Right. To kill Mother Talzin. It's interesting right. that they they give that to Grievous and not to, like, Sidious. Um well, like I said, he doesn't like to get Given, his hands dirty. Well, except that he's already, I mean, he right, killed this Vaj is what he came out of the in shadow. front of yeah. Maul. Right. You know, I don't... You know, in retrospect, the metaphysical form probably would have been a little more advantageous there than physical one. I kind of like seeing Grievous be the one to do it. Um, because, number one... It shows that Grievous can actually do something. Do something. <laughs> cough and sputter and and all that. And and it shows why um why Sidious keeps him around, you know, why he keeps him employed. He's, you know, pretty badass when it comes down to it. There's a hero shot in here that I really, 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 really liked. Where it's yeah. uh, basically the three of them, Dooku, Sidious, and Grievous. Just... Well, it's not, no. I, 
I guess I imagine the the three of them. It's it's Sidious and Grievous, and this standing in front of this gaping hole in the wall, just getting ready to show down. You right. You never saw that in mm-hmm. like the movies or the show. Like you got these two characters actually face to face in the battlefield, basically. Yes. The, yeah. One's not kneeling to the yeah. other in a hologram. Right. Mm-hmm. They're both there to, you know, take names and choose some bubble gum, and they're both out of bubble gum, so to speak. Right. Right. <laughs> I think that's a really badass shot. And again, some alternate reality has this as an actual show. Another one has it as part of the movie. I could take either. That would have been epic. I I really like the the art of the the panel where Grievous is lunging two lightsabers into Talzin, and then the next panel is her, like basically disintegrating and her life force flowing out of every orifice. Right. Um, I I think that drawing is just absolutely awesome with the cracked skin and it's um, horrifying. It's man. really. It's really cool, yeah. Yeah, it's totally horrifying. Cool, but yes, horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Horror movie visuals in Star Wars. What? And the reaction what? the reaction yeah. from Maul is is as devastating. Em- emotional as the the reaction of Obi Wan earlier in this when uh Tip Lee dies. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. as emotional. He's just hysterical that his, you know, now he's listening on loop to the John Lennon song, My Mummy's Dead, you know, <laughs> over and over. I mean, I, th- I think it just further compounds every loss he's had. It certainly well, sure. doesn't dispose yeah. him to love the Sith anymore. Um, so, you know, we definitely get <laughs> can understand why he feels the way that he does. Okay, so yeah, basically so yeah, we're at the end. Maul has literally lost everything at this point. We know he's going to end up back on Mandalore for the siege for some sort of other desperate last respite power. Yeah, the Mandalorians drag him away on a spaceship yeah. while his mom's being executed, essentially. So now with more information, you know, than a few years ago, we know that's a setup for the siege, which we're finally going to see, like, at the end of next year when a right. Clone Wars saves come back, comes back. Right. So looking forward to that. Ooh. But until then, I get a sense that Maul learned a couple tricks from this experience couple you know he learned a few lessons and took all that knowledge to form another syndicate you know we got crimson dawn uh being a big player in solo yeah no in my imagination um or headcanon um whatever you want to whatever you want to call that um i imagine that happens after he he is basically driven off Mandalore. I mean, no, what do what you I mean. guys think? Like, no, that's what I was saying. Oh, after okay. after that, after the Sorry. siege, after all that. Sorry. 
Yeah, so we'll see the Siege of Mandalore. And do we see Maul in it? The Siege of Mandalore? We'll we'll find out. Yeah, we see him. Well, we should. <laughs> He's well, a- yeah, we should, but will we? Yeah, he fights Ahsoka, man. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got Rex yeah, and Ahsoka so and Maul and Mandalorians, and there's a siege, yeah. and it's in Mandalore, right. and it's totally awesome and badass, and... Then Order sixty six happens, and ooh, a lot of a lot of good stuff we're gonna see in those couple of episodes. Yeah, Order sixty six from another perspective. <laughs> then after all that, um, yeah, Maul's like, okay, all the Jedi are dead, but the Empire's here now. Let me try this crime syndicate thing again, but you know, but let's use a new name. Let's use a new name, and to quote. Uh, John Kazan, let me be a Kaiser Sose type of character rather than just be like the face of it. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. But we also know because of Rebels that eventually that kind of leads to some other downfall. Right. Right. Which, well, jumping ahead. Let's not do too much jumping ahead. Because the next time we see Maul... Is in Solo, which comes out this week on Blu-ray and, and 4K and 3D. <laughs> is it on 3D? No, Probably no. Is, right? I don't, Not a 3D Blu-rays aren't a thing anymore. Oh, well. Okay. It's a, uh, yeah, it's all about the 4K now. Okay. Actually, are there 3D Blu-rays? There might be. I don't. I don't know. All I've been saying it's a 4K, but anyway, yeah, yeah, it's been out for a couple of weeks. By the time now this and, airs, yeah. we'll all have bought our copies. Hopefully, from Target, where you get the little Millennium Falcon. Nope. They, toy that you can put together. Nope. They took that off the site. Uh, oh. Yep. Oh. You've you've ruined all John's hopes and well, dreams. Well, where do I need to go buy my copy then? Well, sir, thank you for asking. You can go to Best yeah. Buy and buy the Steelbook uh-huh. copy if you want. Yeah. Uh, Target is still offering an exclusive, which is, uh, you know, their version of Solo with a 40 page uh, art book. Okay. They did that with I the, have the Art the of Avengers. Solo book, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I think Walmart also has uh, a thing, but I never buy the Walmart one, so I can't uh, remember off the top. Okay. Um, but I think I'm going to go with. The Best Buy one this time. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Steelbook. Steelbook. I don't know. It seems kind of appropriate for this one. Nice little falcon on the on the front. <laughs> okay. I mean, do, do any of them offer extra deleted scenes or anything like that? Not this time around. For no, I think they've see. all got the same. Okay. Yeah. So it really doesn't. You're just buying it for packaging then. Basically, yeah. Okay. The, the the art on the steel case is pretty. It's really beautiful. Like it's it's a, it's a it's a great painting. The the artwork on the on the Target exclusive is like the main poster that was going around while it was in theaters, and okay. I never liked that poster at all. Yeah, which is what really pushed me away from it. And then the standard Blu-ray, uh, the multi-screen edition, quote unquote. It's just another piece of key art, which is still pretty nice. But yeah, I'll be I'll be going for the Best Buy. And all the guts inside are all the same. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, yeah, so nothing. Matter. Yeah, you can. Whatever is easiest. Whatever looks well with the rest of the collection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, Float away with the rest of the garbage. Uh, uh, I wouldn't quite go there. Uh, I wouldn't quite go there. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so Adrian earlier. In or at the very beginning of this episode, you made the comment about, or somebody did, about how this this comic really sets up Maul's rebel appearance. And I definitely agree because the Maul that we see in Rebels is very... Well, we're going to get to that. But, you know, he's like, he's looking to end the Sith. And my question is, do you, how do you feel the, his appearance in Solo works with that or doesn't work with that? How his appearance in Solo works with his appearance in Rebels? Yeah. Well, I mean, this comic kind of sets up, the rebel stuff so perfectly. But then you have his solo appearance in between. I mean, the solo mall is still very much in line with clone wars and Sonodathomir mall. He still, he still has this ambition to gather power through, you know, physical strength through like power. Something happens before we see him in Rebels where he's changing. Where he, something happens that makes him change his approach. So then he goes the other route. You know, knowledge is power, not brute force. So, yeah, he's still, he's, he's still a crime boss, essentially, in Solo when we see him. He has not reached that point of, I don't know what to call it, lowness. I don't know if it's a low point. I don't know if it's a point of enlightenment. <laughs> But we do know that there is something that makes him just forego brute physical power and to go looking for knowledge. So in a way, he becomes wiser because of all all that. It just kind of takes him a long time to get there. I mean, he has those horns on his head, so he's a bit thick-headed. So. <laughs> takes him a long time to get there, and then... He still doesn't really use it appropriately, right? Ah, uh, dude. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, so solo his solo appearance. So you to don't me see it as being. No, it does not set up his rebels thing for me at all. Okay, it's, it's, but curious. you know, I I think you're right. I but I think there's a dot dot dot. You know what I mean? Right. There's obviously more to the story, which we'll we'll, we'll get to. For all we know, uh, Kira could be the one that finally just kind of pushes him to that point we don't know what she might end up doing we don't know that'd be awesome yeah you know, she dethrones re- him or something I'd she really takes over. like <laughs> yeah so that's kind of what i had canon right is that like kira and maul work together and kira finds out some way to to send him um you know kind Packin'. of off on this tailspin um yeah. It's not that hard. Pull, I mean, but, pull the rug it. out from under it. <laughs> We've seen it like three yeah. times already. It's not that hard to dethrone Maul. 
Right. <laughs> ouch. Ouch. Man. <laughs> That's what it is, man. These Darksiders and their plans and their arrogance, it it's always the same thing with them. It's always arrogance. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with Kat. That's Pride kind of that's, before the fall. Exactly. And I'm I'm with Kat in that. That's kind of my headcanon direction right now, too. My headcanon comp- compass. I, I would love yeah. it if Kira's the reason Mole ends up going to uh, uh, Malachor, and that's where he gets stuck because of her. Then he just spends a good chunk of time just kind of chilling there, learning, trying to learn. <laughs> but, you know, if you look at movies, right? I, hero wins. I watch movies. It's it's probably probably got something to do with Han, right? Ooh, that's an like interesting. If they continue the story, if they continue the solo story and have Maul and Kira in it, you know, sure, Kira will be a big part of of the fall of Maul. I'm not meaning to rhyme; it just happened that time. I'm a poet; <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know it. Although my feet show it, they're Longfellows, but. Huh. <laughs> um, um, Han being the the hero of the story probably has more to do with it on some level. I don't know. Unless the well, story is continued in a non-solo uh, Good point. some franchise. Good point. Yeah. Good point. But is so how would they do that? So now we've, we've introduced the Kira and we've would it be a mall movie? The fall of mall movie? Which, I mean, this would be just the other fall of mall. Me, personally? Or, or the next fall of mall. The next fall of mall. Or, I, right, I, or, I, I think we need a mall novel, man. We need, yeah? we need a novel that bridges... Like, we need to know, yeah, everything. what happens in between Solo and... Yeah, but you don't introduce Rebels. Maul into the reintroduce Maul into the cinematic universe if you're not planning on using him, right? True. It could have been like you know how some series do like backdoor pilots in their main show for spinoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This could be a backdoor pilot type of thing for another. But doing that in a novel, I mean, you would. It's that's a novel idea. Oh no, no, but I mean for like a movie, yeah, this that could have been like a setup for a non solo related project movie project that involves the Kira movie? Kira and Maul. I mean judging by like the news too that you know they're gonna slow down the movies. Is that strong enough to to do a whole film? No. I mean to us it is, but to the general audience. No, no, no. It has to be a novel or a or a series on that streaming service, I think. Or another comic. Hmm. The streaming service. Now that. That might be where it heads. Huh. I like it. Like a mini series or something. I mean, casual fans had a hard hard enough time with Maul just suddenly reappearing, right? Totally. Well, I think it has to do with the RoboCop legs, but that's just my opinion. No one cares about the RoboCop legs, John. (laughs) Perfect. They're pretty bad, though. Da-da-da. I can't be the only one. I can't be the only one. Hey, it's better than the Terminator look he was rocking in the concept art, okay? Yeah, that's true. Just mall without pants? Like, no, man, get this guy some cargo shorts, at least. Right. 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, okay, I'm, yeah. So if they if they don't make Solo two or three or whatever, <laughs> they need to use Mall somewhere. Um, so yeah, I I think the streaming service might be a viable way because now you've introduced him, and now you can have him as the protagonist in in a streaming series, you know, and have, I mean, l- let's face it. Um, Amelia Clark's losing her job when, uh, game of Thrones ends here. And <laughs> in fact, she's, she's wrapped up all her filming. She could use a new program. Mm, I would not be opposed to it. So in a streaming series, I think that might have some legs. I think the audience is big enough. Spider legs. Where people would tune in. Uh, no, <laughs> The robot legs. Um, I'm just not, still not a leg guy. Anyway, um, I, I think there's enough there that it would it would work for three or four seasons, and 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 we could see some serious mall transition from where he is when we find him in Solo, and you know put him out to where he reappears later in Rebels. I, I like that. I like that idea. You know, people keep talking about a sequel to Solo. Me personally, based on the way the movie played out, I mean, obviously, I mean, what do I know? I don't work at Lucasfilm or whatever, right? Or Disney. But the movie just doesn't feel like it would have a traditional sequel format. Everything feels like it was a setup for spinoffs. Because. It, I I agree in a sense. It's definitely a setup for some sort of continuation. Now, most people like me would probably go, "Oh yeah, a sequel," you know. But but you are an astute young film viewer, and you know you could see them taking a different direction with that. Uh, whereas I'm just thinking, "Oh yeah, it's got to be another movie to continue the story," because it leaves you with a lot of questions, you know. Right. What happens to Kira? What's up with Maul? What what happens when they get together? How does Han figure into that part of the story? And he can't. You know, he um, cannot figure into that part of the story. We can never that's have the troublesome Han... piece to the puzzle. Yes. Yeah. That's why he doesn't feel that's, that way to me. I, I I and I totally get it. And that's why you, sir, are on a different level of of picking up these things when you go, Yeah, but it would make sense in the streaming service, you know. Right. Tip of the cap, sir. Good job. Thank you, thank you. Because I mean, I mean, we would all lose it if we saw uh, Glover show up again as Lando in another movie, right? Or if he got his own movie, or we, that would be killing. I mean, we're talking yeah. about having Kira and Maul show up now in a streaming thing. Yeah. It, again, it just it just feels like a, a a jumping board for all these other different directions, and a more sure. traditional sequel to Solo, it's like true. a direct follow up, would probably just focus on Han and Chewie. Maybe, maybe Lando, maybe, maybe Kira, but no Maul, no more Crimson Dawn type of stuff, I think. I feel, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think you're right. I feel like any direct solo sequel, were they to do something like that, would would focus on Han, Chewie, Maybe Lando, you know, might see the huts, might see Maybe somebody get some Lobot. named Fett, you know. Um, Fett. Uh, how does so, Lando meet Lobot? You know, that'd be cool. So, so I agree, <laughs> Adrian, Lobot. that I think that 
if they're going to continue, if they're going to continue Maul's story, and I mean, like, they've had, you know, both Ray Park and Sam Witwer on the Star Wars show, and it seems like Ray Park has kind of had more of a presence in, um, in some Star Wars events recently. So, you know, maybe they are going to continue his story. But I don't think we'll see Han and Chewie be a part of that. And I don't think that would work. So I honestly hope we don't. Oh. Um, if they were to continue that. Right. But. Um, so also, also but on, on that thought thread I, too. Uh, Disney is making. uh MCU shows, Marvel shows, with the cinematic actors playing their roles again for the streaming service. Yes. I mean, we're getting yes. a Loki show and yes. a Scarlet Witch show, or or miniseries. Yes. Not, so, I can totally see mm-hmm. Emilia, Emilia Clarke coming on for this limited series. It's like, hey, huh? yeah, I'll do 10 episodes as Kira. I'm totally yeah. down for that. Yeah. Hey, Ray Park, you want to be Mulligan? Sure. Sam Witwer's already there in the recording booth. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, the more we talk about this, the more it makes sense to continue all these different threads in different mediums that aren't uh, uh, filmic. Just where they're yeah. going to be allowed to grow and progress a little, a little better. I think for the right yeah. uh, uh, demographic, for the right, for the right fan base, not for like the general audience, which needs to be a little broader mm-hmm. with its approach to the Star Wars stories. So yeah. Totally. I totally see that. I, I like that idea. We know Kathy <laughs> listens. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. Kathleen, our queen. We, we figured it out. We figured it out, Kathy. Just just hire us now. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, we well, just, we, I mean. We'll just I take wouldn't a couple of su- points, you know. <laughs> on the, just pay us a couple of points, you know. That's fine. I would definitely be happy if that happened. I would not I would not mind it at all. So I hope that's something they're considering because I really do feel like Maul's appearance in Rebels opens up or sorry, God, Solo. In, Rebels, in Solo opens up a lot of possibilities and there's still quite a large chunk of story to be told there. So I would love to see that. Someday, we will. There, so someday. If, even if we don't get a show or a mini series or whatever, well, more. I, I would bet money that we'd get at least a novel. And I would so read that novel. Just imagine a novel where Maul's like just freshly on Malachor, searching for this ancient knowledge on how to destroy the Sith, and we keep getting these vignettes to different points in his life, and just seeing just like. <laughs> It's like a mall memoir. Memoir of Maul. Up to uh his entire life up to Rebels. That would be so dope. Cause as we've seen, we he he has become such a much, much, much more bigger and interesting character than he ever was twenty years ago. Just because of what's been happening within the last couple of years. So I would so be down for that too. So uh on that awesome note, how's about uh we start wrapping up here? I think that's a, a good good idea. What do you say we um we do wrap it up? Um Adrian, 
tell the good people where they can find us. Good people can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast and our website, forcefanpodcast.com. Uh, if you guys want to connect with me directly, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BlueLabPro and my portfolio website, BlueLabPro.com, where I am officially, officially like 96, 97 movies away from the finish line. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm in the double digits oh. now, man. Oh, wow. my God. I can see the finish line. I, I see the horizon is like right there. So that means we have so much to do. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this. You're easily more than three quarters of the way done or close to three quarters of the way done now, right? Yeah. 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 What, what has been your favorite surprise so far watching all these films? Favorite surprise. Yeah. What movie has surprised you? And you're like, whoa, okay. I'm down with that. <laughs> I really like Brick. 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 Ryan Johnson's Brick. I I, I, I knew I was going to like it just because I really do enjoy Ryan Johnson's storytelling and his directing. Yeah. But Rick Brick was such a uh, it's, it's a unique movie, man. I've never seen a movie like that before. It's like it's it's like part satire, but it's it's it plays it so straight. Huh. Um. So, yeah, Brick was Check that one out. definitely a. Uh, a great watch. Good surprise. I was pretty sure you're going to say Fletch. Okay, and Cat Ray, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that John Fred, or on my Facebook page, John K. Fred. That wraps up uh, another thrilling episode. Next episode, when you tune in. Um, we're talking more mall, aren't we? Concluding mall. Okay, yeah. The end. Illusion <laughs> of the mall for y'all. Rebels mall. All right, that's going to do it for this time. We'll see you next time. May the force be with you. And then some. Bye, guys. May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>